What's up, everyone? Gary here, and welcome to Hop Talk, a hopped podcast where we sit down and talk craft beer with some of our friends and really interesting people in the local Southern California beer industry. In this episode, I'm chatting with Kurt and Kyle of Beer Gang, an innovative new startup focused on helping small local breweries get their beer on tap at local beer bars and into your glass. You might be thinking, sounds kind of like a distributor or alcohol delivery business or something like that. And trust me, I was thinking the same. But what Kurt and Kyle are building at Beer Gang is pretty different. And honestly, it's really refreshing and exciting. I'm going to let them fill us in on the details of what they're up to, the breweries they're working with, and how they're making it even easier for us to drink awesome beer around Southern California. We also dig into their very first beer event, Brews and Cruise Beer Festival, going down at 14 Cannons in Westlake Village on Saturday, May 21st. They're bringing in their whole lineup of partner breweries, including spots like Green Cheek, Rip, Burning Daylight, Yorkshire Square, of course, 14 Cannons, and so much more. This is going to be such a cool event. You're not going to want to miss it. Of course, we've got the hookup for you. $5 off tickets with the promo code HOPT. So go to hopped.com slash brewscruise and get your tickets today. All right, that's all I got. Let's get into this chat with Kurt and Kyle from Beer Gang, shall we? Beer Gang, sitting here with uh, Kyle and Kurt. Pleasure to meet you guys. We're meeting for the first time. We'll do a quick cheers. Cheers. Kick man. this off. Yeah. Um, I, I know there's something that's been burning inside of me ever since we got connected a few days ago. What the fuck is Beer Gang? Can you <laughs> fill me in? Yeah. Um, so Beer Gang is a marketplace and delivery service that was designed to help small craft breweries get their beer out into the market while giving them or letting them maintain the control of self-distribution, which means that they get to decide who they sell to. Uh, we don't have any like contractual commitments for them to stay with us or buyout agreements for them to get out of what we're doing. Hmm. The intent is entirely to be uh, we help them fulfill their orders. And the other big difference is that uh, we don't have a wholesaler license. We're not buying and storing beer. Uh, they're delivering beer using, or they're selling beer using their own um, self-distribution license. Yeah. And we're picking up the beer from their tasting rooms and then delivering it to where it goes. So, like, logistics is, like, essentially what you guys are controlling at this point. Yeah. I mean, that's a big part of what we do. I would say that there's, um, I like to refer to it as two businesses in one. It really is a marketplace and a delivery service. We're trying to add that additional kind of, feature to the business on the software side to enable mm. um, or, or remove, I should say, all the friction mm-hmm. that beer buyers experience when trying to support like local breweries, either by saying you can't buy from this brewery unless you buy X amount of things from others, or just having to manage the, like, the, the difficulty of getting multiple drop-offs and just having to ha- maintain all these relationships over text with lots and lots of people that yeah. just be a full-time job. I mean, I know I, I, I have three kids. I know you have one and mm-hmm. a lot of the beer buyers are folks that are really passionate about the industry and want to like support their, kind of the, the folks that they don't make really great beer. But 
it's a it can be a lot of work to just continue to make sure you have good beer on tap all the time so we're trying to make it as easy for them to do that as possible yeah so i'm like i'm getting the light bulb moment right here like just from what i know about beer buyers and how traditionally i guess over the past like five years or so if you're a beer buyer and you wanted like to get like some good craft into onto your shelves and only deal with one person like you deal with like stone distro or you pick a distributor who has a portfolio but if the breweries aren't ready to go that route and if you want a little bit more choice it seems like what you're doing is kind of streamlining that option for buyers who don't want to deal one-on-one with every single rep all the time that's awesome that's cool i like that i I find it to be um, um, one of the or at least uh, one of my goals um, and Kurt and I, I'm speaking for you too, but I think that one of the true reasons why kind of we exist is to, uh, in my mind, reinvent the marketplace to give better, to, to make it suit the needs of the small and medium breweries out there way better. Mm-hmm. Because if you are a bigger brewery, um, you have your, the system sort of set up more for what you need. Yeah. And the smaller you are, the less the system was set up for what you need. And we, and I had experienced it as, uh, from being in industry for like over a decade now in various capacities and just seeing it over and over again, it not working and felt like we needed to do something about it. So does, uh, does the, the concept has roots in, like you were telling me you're, uh, an attorney and you've worked with breweries over the years. So does the concept come from there? Does it come from like you guys on the consumer side or like how does... Yeah, it comes way more from the fact from my um, my 10 plus years of being um, an attorney focusing on work in the beer business and yeah. seeing over and over again um, I mean, this I've been struggle. hearing this guy complain about this for years. So Kyle and I are brothers. So uh, like every time we come you home You wouldn't know Christmas, it necessarily if you saw us. No, you don't look like at all. No, but, not at all. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so like every Christmas we get back together, we catch up over family and drink beer. And I mean, I've had the good fortune of just through uh, proximity, learning about and trying all kinds of delicious craft beer through Kyle. Mm-hmm. But he's had, I've, I've heard a lot of frustration over the years about him saying, there's this piece that's missing in the field that is just, no one's able to accommodate this. And, and right now, it, the, the end result is that there's kind of a big gap in, in between tiny craft breweries and middle-sized craft breweries. And it's really hard to get in between those spaces yeah. because it's usually a huge capital investment to get there. Uh, because the, 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 you have to do this huge revenue jump in order to get from one to the other. Mm-hmm. And usually that requires distribution. Yeah. And then the only option there is either doing it yourself and investing in all of the CapEx and vans, vehicles and employees to make that happen. And then you don't just do that a little bit. You got to go really turn it up. Mm-hmm. Or the other option is that you have to be ready to really jump in to the swimming pool at the deep end uh, with a distributor that's going to ask for much larger minimums. Right. Yeah, that's it's really interesting to see that what you guys are talking about and thinking through like what I've noticed in the industry over the past 10 years or so where there was the big beer acquisition period where you know once that started happening you started seeing these big operations popping up that are like built to sell right and then once that kind of bubble sort of burst a little bit those breweries had nowhere to go and they were just like we're either gonna distro everything and kind of just like 
be super leveraged on the distribution side or we can't make it in this space. And so we've seen some bigger places close. Um, I don't know if you guys remember Iron Triangle back yes. in, in yeah. the arts district. That was one that comes to mind. That's like they couldn't make it and they were built to sell. They were built with a big place and they didn't have what it made. And so now we're seeing like breweries start smaller and start more local and grow more organically and build more of a local following before they take that big step and say, we're going to commit to a distributor. And that's, it's kind of, a, that's a big yeah. step. That's a big leap. And so I'm seeing where you guys are filling in the market it's, here. It's something else I think that is speaks to what you're saying is that, um, so the liquid is an art. Yeah. hundred percent. It's an art. But a lot of folks, especially on the consumer side, don't necessarily fully appreciate how much that the business side is also an art. Yeah. And it's an art that you have to be good at and independent of just being able to make really good beer. And if you're all in on just making the best beer possible, you're oftentimes like not focusing enough on the business that you need to make it successful. Right. Now on the flip side, if you're all focused on the business and not enough on the beer, your beer's gonna suffer. Yeah. So that balance there is so hard it's so hard. And so see, seeing all the folks out there trying it every day is inspiring, but it's also, it's fun to be able to help in one, a small way with the breweries that we're working with. And as a lawyer too, to, um, in my own, in that, in that capacity to kind of help them with the art of their business while they focus more on the art of their beer. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And looking at your brewery list, it's like, feel good story after feel good story, like just small operator, great artisan, good people, small business that, you know, there, there's a few of them on there that are like, they could have sold, they could have, you know, tripled in size, but they're like growing intentionally. They're making the right decisions. They're making them in the right order. Um, so let's, let's look at your, your list. What do you, what do you call them? Your portfolio? Like I don't call them that. We I call mean, them our partners. Your partners. Yeah. Love it. Love it. I want to dive into kind of like the big list, but kick me off. Who's, who was the first, uh, first brewery that you partnered up on the platform with? Yeah. So, I mean, I guess going back to, uh, the very beginning of this, uh, I should probably back up and say that we um, we started this business, uh, or I, I quit my job to start this business in February of 2020. Oh, wow. Like, Let's start a cake delivery business. And then the world shut down. Oh, my God. Like, oh, man, this is great. Um, wow. Uh, yeah, it, sorry about that. No, it, it, it turned into a silver lining. Uh, we got to be able to sit down and focus on the marketplace and make the software a lot better. Yeah. Um, that's my background. Is And we'll dig into and We can dig into that where Kyle comes from the legal and the beer side, and I come from the uh, the, the mark, marketplace and the tech and the software side. So are you a developer? Uh, I No. I, I'm, I know enough to be dangerous. Uh-huh. I'm, I am not a developer. Got it. Got it. Uh, yeah, and so I, um, I I come from production support and knowing enough code to be able to uh, work on the back end for software and uh, and then dug into software sales and I come from that side of it. Got it. Uh, and that's why I've never been able to help champion and build the, the site as it is. Uh, my good friend Rob has been very involved in helping build this out with me along the way and he's definitely uh, part of this team. Um, but yeah, so we got all started during the pandemic and then 
uh, during the summer as a little bit of the world started to try to find a way to function during the pandemic is when we initially got our first start. So technically, actually, the very first brewery that we ever worked with was Stereo Brewing. Oh, okay. And then alongside Stereo, we had some tandem conversations with Green Cheek, of course. And then the first brewery to go all in on us was actually Rip Brewing. Oh, nice. Uh, and she grew close thereafter. Yeah. They, they were almost together. And and the, honestly, the only difference between those is that Green Cheek was just distroing less beer uh-huh. at that point, whereas Rip was actually doing significantly more. And so there was more for us to do, which is why I think of it more of as like they were the ones that were like, okay, here's all this beer that we're ready to start going with. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we actually have um, it's been a really fun that even with the breweries that we no longer are working with, and that I, I actually does include Stary at this point, we actually have a great relationship with them. We wish them the best. Uh, and in that process, it's been a really great learning experience where it's an example of at the time, uh, we just didn't really do cans at all, right? We're a very much a keg heavy business. Mm. Uh, and so there've been a couple of relationships along the way where they've realized that they wanted to do more off premise. They wanted to focus on cans. Uh, and so we wish them the best as they went on and ended up signing with a bigger distributor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, in a way the business model is built to help them grow out of you, right? Like in a way, like sort of it, yeah. um, over the course of time, right? Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're built to groom and, and help create better breweries that can grow in their success and take that next step, whatever that step may be. Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. So Orange County is, you guys have a, a home base in Orange County. So that sounds like that's kind of the initial hub. And then, so walk me through, and we don't have to be comprehensive, but walk me through um, some of the partners you have coming up. Um, I guess, it, like, work your way up the coast a little bit, maybe. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, I guess the simplest way is to, I mean, if we think about it chronologically, it actually kind of works that way, too. Really? All right. Or we started with, um, um, you know, like, we mentioned Green Cheek and Rip already. They've been amazing out in Costa Mesa and Orange and Huntington Beach. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we also started working with Bearded Tang Brewing up in Stanton. Uh, and then as we did, we, from there, we've been kind of working our way up the coast. Uh, we're also working with Long Beach Beer Lab. Uh, we're also working with Hop Saint and Burnin' Daylight and Yorkshire Square and Shoal Brewing all in the South Bay. Yeah, we're nice. Solid South Bay presence. Uh, we've got, we're at Lawless Brewing right now doing this recording. Oh, yeah. How could I forget? So, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Lawless for, thank you guys for yeah. letting us uh, do this recording. Love this place. Yeah. Sorry about the floor over there. We'll clean that up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then all the way up to 14 Cannons uh, is the farthest north brewery, which, of course, is where our festival is. Which yes. We can dig into that, too. Uh, and then down further south, we've got uh, well, over at Anaheim, we got Dueling Ducks and also Rad Beer. Oh, think. yeah. Uh, and then further down, we've got Station Craft uh, down in the... Uh, um, San, um, is that Dana Indiana Point? Point. Dana yeah. Point. And then out in the Inland Empire, we've got Wix Brewing and Sandbox Brewing. Oh, cool. Yeah, same sandbox out in Montclair, and then Wicks Brewing over in um, Riverside. Yeah, nice. I think I got everybody. I think that you should did. have been I fifteen. You, I think you did. Good job. Good job. <laughs> I know it's terrifying. It was a pop quiz. Always, always others in the works. Um, that's one of the fun things about what we're doing is that um, we're, we're growing pretty quickly and yeah. adding new partners all the time. So it's definitely uh, a, a, a day-to-day question, and we could have a new one for you. Yeah, yeah, and, totally. And we've been really uh, privileged and lucky and consider ourselves very grateful that we've been able to be pretty picky about the breweries that we bring into the into the fold, too. Um, until now, um, I mean, always we've been trying to not bite off more than we can chew, and we've been really fortunate that we've had many breweries asked to be a part of what we're doing. And because of it, we've been really careful where we can only bring on one at a time, 
And we also don't want to overgrow and then overpromise and underdeliver, right? Like that's, I feel like in this industry, that is a, a pain point for a lot of people. And yeah. so it's really important to us that we provide a really quality service from the very beginning and then continue to scale that up. And so we're smaller and work with a lot less breweries than we could. And it's been great. It means that every brewery that we work with is, uh, we really like them. They're really fun people to be around on top of the fact that they are great brewers. We really love the beer and we, uh, we love drinking all the beer from all the breweries that we work with. Yeah. It's important that, to us. That's a prerequisite, right? Like, oh, yeah. I mean, how much would the job suck if like you had to like choke down another shitty IPA, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, I love that you're being really intentional with the brewery list. Uh, and this is a craft beer podcast. So I promise I will steer back to the craft beer, but the, the business side to me is also really interesting. Um, the marketplace, like how does, how do you guys approach that? Like getting beer buyers onto the platform? Is that like a, like a traditional, like direct sales, like go into a bar and meet somebody so or for the most part, um, because of the, the, the brewery centric nature to the way that we've been operating. Remember, we don't um, we don't sell beer. Right. Breweries sell beer. Right. And so the marketplace is just more of a place where the breweries list their product. And yeah. You can just get real time, and the beer buyers get real time inventory and other great information about what the products and sortable in a great way. But in general, there's lots of because this is such awesome beer. They have their own fan bases yeah. all everywhere, right? And so when they integrate into the platform. For the most part, they each have their own separate universes that happen to overlap in a lot of ways, but di different every time. Right. Of folks that are really want to support that brewery and buy a beer from them. And so there's a natural integration of those accounts into what we're doing. And I think it's a win-win because every single person has a different list of folks that they work with and support them. Mm -hmm. And there is a one plus one equals three in a very easy way because those folks then get introduced to breweries that they would never have necessarily access to since it, the beer covers a much bigger distance in our vans than that maybe would if it's just their employees driving around beer. Um, and so those accounts just get to have a have better beer and a more diverse selection of beer like available to them than they would have before. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, I guess to, to answer your question um, directly uh, is that, yes, we do have boots on the ground adding new accounts on a regular basis. But also their job has been relatively easy because part of this ecosystem is that every time we bring on a brewery, as Kyle said, they typically already have a following that comes with them. Yeah. And so that's created this built-in ad. So we add a brewery, they add a bunch of accounts to our marketplace, they contribute in that way, and then they benefit from all the previous accounts that all the other breweries have brought to the table. Right. And it becomes this big cooperative ecosystem where everyone's working together to have more quality beer buyers that want to look for the best craft beer out in space. Oh, I love so that. So they all work together. And then now we're finally to the point where organically we're just getting, you know, a handful of, you know, anywhere from three to 10 uh, new ads a week. So our, our marketplace is growing really fast. Uh, and it's now to the point where it's no longer just about the demand from an individual brewery. Uh, we're just organically growing. Yeah. Which is fun. Yeah. But that's boot, awesome. Boots on the ground means something very different for us though, because we don't have any, any folks out there trying to convince anyone to buy any particular beer. Like that's not what we do. That's right. not why we exist. We're not trying to even push any particular buyer to buy any one thing. 
and because of the the um, the growth that we've had, we haven't had to or have as many folks out there doing that kind of adding real as much recently. But at some point, like we'll scale it up a little bit just yeah. to convince folks to be on the platform. Exactly. Yeah. It's it, the conversation is very simple. It's just a, like, hey, we have this place for you to order a bunch of local craft beer. Don't you want to support local and also get all the best local yeah. craft beer like right next door? Because great, you can also go and show up to those breweries and pick it up yourself, or we'll bring it to you, and it's at no cost to you. So it's a really easy conversation. Totally, we're not charging any of the buyers to, to use our site. So it's just yeah, everyone just signs up. It's great. This episode of Hop Talk is brought to you by High Low Liquor Market. High Low is one of the best craft beer stores in Southern California and is our personal favorite spot for grabbing beers to go or sipping on a flight at the tasting counter. Their beer buyer Chase has pretty impeccable taste and he is legendary for bringing in some of the most exciting, under the radar, hard to find, hyped up breweries in the country. So not only are you gonna be able to find the latest releases and monthly staples from some of your local spots, but you're also gonna come across breweries you've only heard about from all different parts of the country. One of my favorite parts about Hilo is the convenience factor. They got shops in Culver City, they got one in Long Beach, and they have a new one coming basically any day now in Costa Mesa. You can order online to pick up, you can take advantage of their local delivery option if you don't feel like jumping in the car. But personally, I actually really like going into the store. They got this really cool modern design aesthetic, super helpful staff, and just this really welcoming environment that makes shopping for beer uh, just an incredibly enjoyable experience. So stay up to date with all their latest inventory on Instagram at Beer. The next time you're looking to restock your beer fridge, hit them up. You won't be disappointed. Hilo, drink well. I remember talking to, to different buyers that might be like earlier in their stage of beer buying where their relationship network isn't as strong as some of these vet beer buyers who can bring in basically anything they want. Coordinating logistics is one thing that we talked about you guys kind of like being able to streamline communication and the ordering system and all that, but just being able for so an early stage, early career beer buyer to be able to get a green cheek, a rip and, and, put together a tap list that has some of these heavy hitters like a couple years ago like i feel like that's super intimidating for a new buyer so it's it's like you're empowering them yeah. with with the ability to service local and, and and impress their their local community with what they're able to pull together it's just another part of that friction that i mentioned before of yeah. like that prevents folks from maybe buying the beer that they wanted to buy so but at the same time like we're also handing the keys over to the breweries where they get to pick and have True. complete control over where their beer ends up and yeah. so um and that's not something that you necessarily would find if they had uh, if someone goes with a bigger shop yeah so, so one of the things that actually fits into what you were just saying that makes that buying experience really easy especially for the breweries that are the buyers that don't know as much about some of these other breweries mm -hmm. like the whole point is that we're taking these small guys that are just getting started and building themselves out and becoming really quality breweries yeah. that means that the majority of the market's not going to know who they are mm -hmm. uh, and so that's been really great for us where we've been able to get their beer out into that market and that's not because we're walking around cracking open samples which we're not doing mm -hmm. but instead what we can do is we 
can list sample kits through our website that people can order directly from those breweries. So if somebody's interested in trying one of these craft breweries they've never heard of before, they can say, I'll order a sample kit from this place and this place and this brewery. And every time they do it, they're all $0 orders, but then the breweries then are then um, setting them up for us. Uh, and it's it's been a really great way for people to get involved. Yeah, it's awesome. I love that. Um, <laughs> so moving into, you mentioned the event, yeah. Uh, brews and crews. So what, give me, give me the details. I mean, that's, that's something I'm super excited about. Yeah. So, um, we've really wanted to do a craft beer festival from the very beginning, like part of the vision of beer gang as we got started, we've always thought about how great it would be to do it. And honestly, it's something that we were like, okay, eventually we'll do this, but the, it would the undertaking and the the effort required and the hosting and finding the space it was something that we thought we were going to be doing this a couple of years from now right and uh thankfully we're really grateful to nick and 14 cannons for coming to us and saying that they they wanted to host a craft beer festival and they realized that their partnership with beer gang was this great opportunity to invite all of the craft breweries that we already work with mm-hmm. up to their place and so um that's how this started is actually we got approached by 14 cannons. Oh, that's cool. saying they wanted to host and have this craft beer festival. And they realized what a better way to do it than to just work with all of the beer gang, right? Like all the breweries that are part of our ecosystem. Uh, and so I'm, and we're beyond excited because it means that it's a, it's the first time ever that all of the craft breweries that we work with are going to be in the same place at the same time, not just serving their beer for the customers, which we're really excited for like beer buyers and for the average consumer to be able to try all of our, all the beers that we work with for all of our partners in one place, but also for them to get to know each other Yeah, because they've never really done that. I mean, even at CCBA events and BA events and other um, industry events that I know of um, that, or at least the ones that I've participated in. I don't think they've all gone at the same time. So it'd be pretty fun. And that's part of the reason why I love this industry so much is it's community based. Mm -hmm. This is a community driven industry. And so you got to have community based events uh, that that support community based businesses. And so that's, this is, uh, it's in my mind, it checks all the boxes. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, So how involved are you guys in the event planning side of this? Are you just kind of, more on the beer logistics side or are you getting involved in the permitting and like all the like details okay cool it's there i mean they have to permit it and they've done a great job of doing all that like uh behind the scenes work yeah we've been we're gonna be uh working hard over the week before getting beer up there yeah uh, as well as helping coordinate with the individual breweries to get them to make sure they know sort of how this is all gonna come um uh, come about uh, as well as just spreading the word that it's happening so that we can make it be as successful for fortune cans as it can be. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, so may Saturday, May 21st is the event. Um, yeah. I have, uh, it's at 14 cannons, Westlake village. Uh, if you're listening to this, you don't know 14 cannons, like just change that immediately because that's one of my favorite spots. I love 14 cannons right off the 101 freeway. Um, just basically on that borderline of LA County and Ventura County. Um, we have a promo code. It's use the promo code hopped. You get $5 off tickets. So definitely do that. Go to this event. Uh, the beer list is really what struck my eye. So right now, and I was telling you guys this earlier, hopped has always been into the, the event space, the beer event space, beer festivals, uh, promoting that kind of stuff. 
Um, so we're pretty used to the standard lineup and the whole logistics. So getting excited, finding something to get excited about is always something that is on my radar. And this brewery list, I mean, ultimately it's your guys's partner list. Uh, you don't, I don't know. Like if you've seen like this group of breweries pouring beers together at this intimate of a, of a venue. So, you know, I imagine you're going to be able to get some of these breweries beers that you aren't able to get in one place. It's pretty awesome. Uh, I mean, we, we, we said some of them earlier. I mean, 14 cannons, obviously, um, some of the ones I'm excited about rip. I love rip. I've never been to any of rips locations. I don't get to have their beer very often. So like that's one, I know you brought some, some rip and we'll be sure to try that. Uh, maybe that, that one's next. Um, long beach beer lab, who we actually are we're drinking. Right yeah. Shout out to Lady for West coast. This is, uh, we're drinking the... Uh, oh, this is the Star Wars. This is the way IPA. Yeah, this is the way. Yeah. Nice. Just in time for uh, May the 4th. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, that's super cool. As the lawyer, I'll say it's not a Star Wars beer. Just oh, right. Of course, of course. As the non-lawyer, I'll just yeah. say it. <laughs> um, Hop Saint. I have a lot of love for Hop Saint, and I love that over the past like year or two, a couple years, they've kind of started scaling things up a little bit. And um, now, with your guys' help, getting their beer out there a little bit more, super excited. It's a l- ton of talent on that team. Uh, They're a really fun success story for us too. Really? Where, yeah, we uh, we were over at um, uh, there's a there's a bar down in the, in the South Bay called select beer store that yeah. introduced us to them. Um, it was, it was, we were doing deliveries there. I think we were dropping off some green cheek and, uh, he said, you need to call Dave Tardiff and, and like help them get their beer out into the market because mm-hmm. Dave was doing everything himself. And so, yeah, it's been a really fun uh, experience getting to know Dave and getting to know Brian Brewer and getting to know everyone over there as, uh, as we scale up. Cause they're, I mean, the food is incredible there. The beer is incredible there. Um, they've been so fun to work with and they've just skyrocketed in the total volume that they've been doing and, uh, and where they can get their beer now. So yeah, we, we love working with them. Yeah. That's awesome. And you mentioned, uh, Inland Empire sky, uh, sandbox yeah. is also one that, uh, I've heard a lot about. I've tried a couple of their beers. It's not, they're not easy beers to get. I mean, before pre beer gang, they were not easy beers to get. You had to go out there, line up, like a lot of selling out, really small operation there. Um, so cool to see that. I mean, the, the fruited sour thing is something they've really kind of picked up and, and carried over into this area. So it's cool to see that. Yeah. We, we love those guys they are really fun to work with. And one of the um, exciting things that we're doing for the event is so Kurt and I actually went out there uh, pretty recently and we brewed a beer with them. Oh, sweet. And so we have a collab beer, uh, beer gang and sandbox that we're going, that's going to be poured at the event. Nice. And so it'll be fun to, to, to do that. That'll be something that'll be super special for us. Yeah, so look for that one in the VIP section if you have those tickets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll try and get these guys to uh, to give us some more details as the beer gets closer to releasing. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm super stoked for, for this brewery list. Um, super cool stuff. So one thing that I did notice, uh, the website has this, like, there's not much on the website, right? Beer is it beergang.com? Yeah. yeah. Is it beergang.com or beergang.beer. 
beergang.beer. So I knew there was a dot beer extension, right? (laughs) I checked it out. There's, there's not a lot of information. Obviously you guys uh, said you're like kind of stealth under the radar, like kind of until we do a podcast. Yeah. Right. 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 I mean, until now, like any business, when you're a startup, uh, there's a lot of strategy behind not letting the world know uh, what you're doing until you feel like you're ready for people to know. Right. And especially in a B2B world, right? We're like, we're operating, offering a service from businesses to sell beer to other businesses. Uh-huh. So in that, in this ecosystem, it hasn't made a lot of sense for us to put ourselves out in the public eye. Right. Uh, and it's also been really important for us to make sure that we were uh, growing and scaling and polished and really, um, um, establishing ourselves, um, just from the sake of, com- for the sake of competition. We're doing yeah. something that's never really existed before. We're yeah. building this niche that, um, it's been really fun to be involved in it, but it also means that, when you fill a niche, you don't want people to know it's being filled until you've already filled it. Right. No, that makes total sense. I mean, you guys did, in all fairness, put together an event that's Beer Gang Presents. Exactly. So, right? I mean, already, yeah. Talk about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, the thing on the website that I saw was this, the shop of Glycol, of course. Um, <laughs> Excuse the noise. Um, was the shop. So you have like a bunch of merch stuff going on. And I see you got a jacket. I saw some shoes. I, yeah. Yeah. Both have beer gang shoes. On, so the it's decked out with the merch. What's the deal with the with the merch product stuff? Is that just for fun? Like I mean, who's in the industry here? If you're not going to have merch. Right. Right. In my mind, that's one of the like bonuses to the beer business is everyone makes really fun merch. Yeah. There hats and jackets and other stuff i've always loved it and my wife hates all the beer merch i have that <laughs> she's like you have another beer thing right but, um so anyway i think it's fun it's something that we do um just because we like it and not all of it even we put out there it's most some of it's just for ourselves and mm-hmm. for our friends and, and that's fine but yeah i mean so we, i mean you can buy our merch on our website if you go to beergang.beer yeah. you can shop and find what there is um, there's not a ton there's a little bit but ultimately yeah I didn't see the shoes no so, <laughs> exactly there's a lot of custom stuff that we've done just for our own self gratification yeah yeah not necessarily cost effective to do at scale right uh, but, but are, are really fun for us to just be able to go out and represent especially because we're really proud of the brand that we've created and yeah. uh, I mean this stemmed from us sitting down in a garage together over beer saying how do we want to represent this how are we trying to explain simplicity in a logo and yeah. so it came back to as well. I remembered uh, I went to UC Santa Barbara, and so I I would skate down uh, in IV. I would I would be skating down what like it's called DP Del Playa. Yeah. It's just this stretch of just college uh, parties, multiple blocks of college campus. And what we do is you take your longboard and you buy a keg from the local mart and you stick it on your longboard and you wheel it home. Mm-hmm. And that was how you. I tell you that was keg logistics and. And I, and, and I went to yeah. Harvard, and even I moved a keg on a skateboard. That's, that's, that's how ubiquitous that is. Yeah. And so, yeah, it kind of just fell into place, and we realized that we really love the logo. And so, uh, I mean, if you can't tell, our branding is still very young in its, in its stages where we have a logo. And uh, we don't have a ton of other art yet, and that's also intentional. right? Mm-hmm. We're, like, we're not trying to focus on or push ourselves in another direction yet. It's really just supposed to be about the service that we're providing and making sure that we're knocking that out of the park. And then in the meantime, we're going to have fun making cool shoes for ourselves. Yeah, no, that's cool. I wasn't sure if there was like more to it than that. Um, 
or if like someone had a past life as like a screen printer or something. <laughs> uh, but the, the beer gang name, I realized that there's something more to that too when I was doing a little research here. So the last name, right? Yeah, you're right. It's a, it's a pun on our last name. Yeah. So our, our last name is Line Gang. Uh, or line gong in German, but it sounds way better in line gang when you start when you start to compare it to uh, the the business name that we created. But yeah. yeah, so we were putting it together, and that was actually the easiest part about creating this business for us is when we sat down and said, "Well, what do we call ourselves?" And someone came up with the, like, "Well, what do we use the word beer?" Oh, well, beer gang. Done. Yeah, like yeah, it's a pun on our last name. Yeah, it's a pretty solid name. Yeah, yeah I like that. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> um, cool. So, opening up in. February or you quit your job in February, 2020, Yeah, the, the world. And I guess I'm, I'm going backwards here, but I remember thinking this as you were talking about it. Um, the business model is focused on keg delivery during the pandemic. Everyone shifts to package in cans and yeah. milk bottles or wherever, whatever package they can legally put beer into people were putting beer into. Oh, yeah. Um, so like, what does that do to you guys mentally? Like, were you just like, it will come back one day it will come back or like what what does it do hard conversations about whether or not we needed to pivot because we did have to pivot throughout the process but um at the end of the day we decided that um we needed to focus on what we thought we could be really good at and Mm -hmm. not just uh just guess that we could do something that we hadn't thought through all the way and so we stayed the course and use that time as Kurt said earlier to just focus back on the software to make Mm -hmm. the software as good as possible, which always scared the hell out of me. The software side of things was never what I was going to be able to be good at and the logistics and the beer industry and all that, like how we fit in and how we navigate, uh, being, uh, being part of the industry and getting breweries to care about how we, that we're here. I was always, that was always going to be part of, what I felt like we could knock right out of the park. Yeah. And so, uh, thankfully Kurt had exactly the opposite perspective. So he's able to fill in all the other stuff that I'm super scared about. All the time, <laughs> yeah. Which is well, software. I mean, I, I mean, you're the, you're the beer lawyer. You come from like just all of the, the knowledge and industry and contacts and like, uh, the, the different partnerships that you already had going into the space. We couldn't have done this without you. Like, we're, like, like I couldn't have even gotten in the door to have this conversation to, to start a business like this. Uh, and so for you to be able to bring this up and, and have this idea and me already have the marketplace knowledge and the technology, I come from tech sales. I, I, I was working in, in tech sales up in Santa Barbara um, and we've been doing that for the past, I don't know, 10 years, eight, eight years. Um, and so in that time frame, when Kyle brought this up and saying the one thing that he was like, I don't know how to, I don't know how to build a marketplace. What does that mean? I was like, well, I happen to come from a marketplace. That's mm-hmm. like the one thing that I know how to do. I don't know how to like get in contact with all these breweries and make them want to work with us. Kyle's like, don't worry about that. So it's been really <laughs> you're fun. You're good at a lot of other things though, by the way. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. thank you. You're, yeah, you're good at trumpet. You also are like a sick beer pong player. So, don't worry, you've got other skills. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. It is, I mean, that's actually a fun, like, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, it's, I feel like this com- comes, uh, stems to everyone in the beer industry. I feel like, I mean, who, who goes to school for beer? Right? right, no one. Well, so, very few people. You yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, I mean, it's true. Yeah. There, there are definitely and no, and I mean, power to the people that knew that they went to study brewing or yeah. went to school for that. Yeah. Like that's amazing. I had no idea what I wanted to do. I went to school for music. I have a master's degree, an undergrad degree in trumpet performance, uh, and focused on that for several years. Pivoted into software and tech sales. My first job that wasn't music related was at the Geek Squad, and then just scaled my way into. I realized that. 
um, yeah, the technology and marketplace and software was the world I was going to live in. So the fact that I pivoted into the world of beer has been incredible because uh, in my past lives, the especially in the world where you, in business, everyone was very every man for themselves. Mm-hmm. And the beer industry is very much not that. True. It's such a community. It's really incredible to see even when people are directly competing with each other. They still collab together, work together, are friends, they drink together. There's just this camaraderie associated with this space. And it's really hard to find um, businesses that, like, in the, especially just two breweries, that aren't willing to work together and, and help each other out. Yeah, no. And constantly buying hops from each other. It's really fun. Yeah, it is really cool. Ooh. We, yeah. just, uh, we just got a can of Green Cheek, Happily Deceased. Yep. Oh man! It's probably next. Yeah, let's yeah, do that. We're probably not drinking fast enough for the amount of beers right now. I know, right? <laughs> we got it. We got it all night, right? <laughs> um, so, oh, what, what I was thinking about about the the pandemic and the keg thing. So, what's the difference? You know, why couldn't you just? Why couldn't you do kegs and cans? Like, why? Why are you guys specifically focused on that like keg package? So in our in our eyes, it's not a difference between kegs or cans. More about like where it's going. Got it. So uh, if it was a if it's a bar or restaurant, um, we're we we do do deliveries of cans to those. Locations. I see. I see. But what the the way the world was shifting back then was home delivery. Yeah. That was the beginning of people considering that to be a legitimate way of moving beer, and um, people were just trying to stay afloat. And mm-hmm. the question was whether we were going to be in that individual business in that particular, like, right. Channel. Right. And, uh, well, we that re- would require a completely licensing different, yeah. uh, way of approaching the business right. that, uh, we just decided wasn't where we wanted to be. It was yeah. a whole new business. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it sounds really similar, but actually is completely different. Yeah. And it puts you on par with all the other delivery it ba- businesses basically, out there. While Drizzly, exactly. while Drizzly is the closest comparison to what we are just between the, a, um, a, a brewery and a bar restaurant, as opposed to, uh, to a consumer, it makes us almost exactly Drizzly in every way. Right. Once we do that. And yeah. It's just, it was just a little yeah. too much. Who wants that? Right. You know, no one needs another drizzly. Right. Yeah. You're solving a very unique problem. And by focusing on that problem, uh, throughout that entire way, it kept you from getting distracted from yep. shiny object syndrome or what seemed like a trend that needed to be leaned into, um, in a moment where there was no light at the end of the tunnel at that point in time. So, Needless to say, there is light at the end of the tunnel. People are packaging beer in kegs again. Restaurants are buying beer. Uh, you Glorious. guys are, are helping them do it. Um, so it's, that's really cool to see. Um, so I know that I can't uh, get you guys to pick a favorite beer from your partners. I'm not going <laughs> to put you on the spot. Non-partner brewery. Um, who, who are you liking right now? Anywhere. Uh, I mean, I've always been a big fan of Jester King. I knew you were going to say that. I uh, love their perspective about beer as a time and a place Mm -hmm. and the art of it and not just brewing for scale purposes. I think there's every time I have a Jester King, I feel like I'm uh, uh, just like appreciating like a piece of art in a really cool way. Yeah. And so whenever I have a chance to go out of my way or appreciate something from Jester. I think that they've always done like an amazing job. And so that would be, that's, that'd be my answer. Nice. 
I, uh, I have visited friends in Seattle for a really long time. And every time I go up there, they, um, I always walk down to that main, I don't know, they call it a pier, that boardwalk. There's like this main center, like that, that West coast, uh, it's the wharf. Uh, there's anyway. Yeah. Like the Pike's play- Pike's market. Yeah. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, down at Pike's and you walk down to that stretch, there's cloudburst brewing. It's not mm-hmm. too far from that. So my answer is cloudburst because nice. I've been going there for a really long time and have loved that place for years. And I've been really happy to see that place really explode in popularity over the last couple of years. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I've been rooting for them for a really long time. Uh, yeah. I've got like an old vintage hat from them. I'm, like, I'm a big, big fanboy of Cloudburst. Nice. Nice. Yeah. They're really good. Um, yeah. I was trying to think through like who on your, cause I can choose a favorite beer gang partner. Oh, what's your favorite? I was I trying to, I was trying to think through because like there's a lot that I really like. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I don't. It's that. I mean, I guess. <laughs> I, I so because all right, I'll say Green Cheek is the easy answer, right? Yeah. That, for me, that's the easy answer. Um, I really like Fourteen Cannons, um, but I don't get Green Cheek that often, and so I feel like because I don't have it that much, I really look forward to it whenever I have it, and I have a a glass being poured right now, which is amazing. There's a list in case you're curious. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I love also love Rip a lot, so I tend to want to gravitate towards Rip beers. But again, I don't have them very often. Uh, I really dig what Burning Daylight's up to. I think that they kill it on the West Coast IPA, and I think that their lager game is really strong as well. So Burning Daylight, I always give a lot of props to. Uh, again, another brewery that I just don't get their beers very often. So um, I think that's the theme. It right now. Yeah. Honestly, like just like that, that Torrance, like uh, Lomita, um, that West Side, Southern West Side LA is, just, they're just making such great beer. Yeah. So many great breweries. Yeah, there really is. And I, I mean, just kind of everywhere. Like, you know, during COVID, like everyone was like, you know, places are going to close and some places did and some places will continue to, but um, I don't know. Like I haven't done a complete analysis on, opening versus closing but it's pretty even if you had to add it up and i kind of feel like there yeah, might have been more that opened and i probably uh, see it more more closely than most and maybe towards the end of the pandemic you saw some you saw some uh maybe in like san diego a little bit more conversions of breweries back to other businesses yeah but in general you're not seeing that many businesses that close as breweries reopen as pet stores or whatever right like they're open as other breweries yeah and so and i think that that is a worthwhile um thing to keep in mind when we think about where the business is as a whole because people refer to the bubble being burst and the growth of industry being kind of over. But until, I mean, as, as we continue to see new, more and more businesses pop up and, and, uh, and get bigger, I think that you're, you're going to see that for a, a while still. You're not going to have uh, folks that build out locations and have them be abandoned and changed into another industry for quite a while. Right. I mean, let, let's take the competition that we all just like paid attention to these past couple of weeks, like the total number of winners mm-hmm. associated with that festival. And, and how many of those names did we not recognize? I think that's part of the things that's really exciting about the industry. Yeah. The beer cup. Yeah, yeah. Beer cup was awesome to, I, and I was sad. I wasn't able to go out to, to Minneapolis this year for it, but I mean, shout out to all that 
the breweries, especially in SoCal, that like just killed it during this totally. competition. Yeah, so awesome to see. Yeah, I mean, not just uh, the ones that we've mentioned right now, Green Cheeks, a metal, but like there there were many many breweries in Orange County yeah. and San Diego and LA that just did so great, and they always punch above their belt in the sense that they win more medals than they than they should on a sort of per cap, like on a ratio basis. Yeah. But uh, I was proud of them this year and um, excited for them to keep pumping out great yeah. beer. And and ultimately, I think that the, the story I was trying to tell in that is that there's a lot of really great breweries out there that are still springing up, that are, that are meddling, that are doing great, that people don't know about yet. So if people are thinking that the bubble's burst, I mean, that's... Clearly, I mean, there there are more breweries in California and, and than there ever have in the history of California, mm-hmm. and that number is not going down anytime soon. No. Uh, so I, and the quality of the beer is only going up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we actually. Um, so when I started Hopped, it was L.A., Orange County, and Ventura, um, and this was 2012, and then within the year. I knocked off Ventura and Orange County. It was just like, LA is popping. There's too much going on. Let's focus there. Uh, a few weeks, about a month ago, we rebranded. We've re- kind of opened up our coverage area to Orange County and Ventura again. And it's just so exciting to be able to see like LA is awesome. There's a ton of stuff going on here, but people are traveling across County lines. Like it's easy to get to orange County and, and try out some of this stuff. So being able to like open up our worldview to broader Southern California has been really fun uh, because there are such awesome places opening and places like green cheek and places like rip who just opened up that, that pizzeria location and it's just cool to see. I mean, radiant beer company is uh, a killer. Um, oh, I just yeah. I love what they're doing. A great example of that is um, like Bearded Tang has uh, been able to expand themselves, and they they also have that model of opening multiple locations. Oh yeah, and they've done it in multiple counties, right? Where like they have um, like their their main tasting room, Bearded Tang, which is in Stanton, uh, but then they also have like an extension of what they're doing uh, called Rue Haven out in the, uh, in the Inland Empire and I think oh, the Ontario area. Interesting. And that place goes through crazy amounts of beer. Really? So it's really fun to see the, the different markets really and the appetite for beer really expanding Absolutely. in the spaces. I've never had bearded tang and I should try them sometime. Oh, I mean, they'll be at the festival. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good to know. Good to know. Uh, I, um, my parents live up in Ventura, so I'm like a big Ventura guy. I lived up there for a little bit too. Yeah. And, uh, there's some cool stuff going on up up in Ventura. I know that 14 Canyons is your northernmost location. Any plans to move further north or is that stretching things for the current phase? So I am super biased. I went to UCSB. Oh, that's so right. Yeah. I very much want to and have tons of contacts in Santa Barbara that yeah. are just asking me, like, when are you going to get up here? Uh, and, the, and the answer is we're just trying to not overextend. Mm-hmm. So the answer is yes. We are absolutely going to get into those areas. It's a matter of when, not yeah. if. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I very much look forward to that. There, I mean, there's there's bars and like really great places that are up there that have been hitting us up already on a regular basis. Um, like, you know, the Beer Garden in Santa Barbara, Llama Dog in Santa Barbara. Um, like um, There's several places in the Ventura County area that have been hitting us up. Uh, that want to buy beer through Beer Gang, and it's just a matter of us being like... And whose places I would always go to if I was in that area. Yeah. Oh, awesome beer. Oh, so. Yeah. But there's definitely a demand, and we want to be there. It's just a question of when. For sure. Yeah. Cool. Cool, guys. Well, um, Bruising Cruise, Saturday, May 21st. 
going to have a bunch of really good breweries. Um, if you're listening to this and it's not May 21st yet, you still have time. Grab tickets. Uh, check out this fest. It's going to be awesome. Um, hopefully it all goes well for you guys. A- any parting words? Any Anything you want to leave the audience here? Uh, I'll let you go first, Kyle. Oh, I thought I'd let you go first. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, I mean, my, my take on it is that uh, I'm we're excited that uh, we're excited to be visible now for the yeah. first time ever. Until now, Beer Gang has been very... We've already said this, right? That we're, we've been in stealth mode. So uh, this is us introducing the world and the average beer buyer mm-hmm. and just like the, the general consumer market of what Beer Gang is and what we're trying to accomplish. And ultimately, our goal here is to help craft beer get out into the market more effectively so that more small breweries can succeed. That's our entire goal. And so if that happens... Awesome. We're looking forward to it. And we really hope that everybody comes along for the ride. We hope to see you at the festival. And otherwise, maybe we'll see you at all the bars we deliver at. Yeah. Anyway, we'll see you soon. Nice. Yeah, that was well done. I, I think that in general, I feel grateful every day for all the roles that I have in the beer industry and being able to just be part of it as a part of my everyday life. Um, I love working with my brother as part of Beer Gang. I think that's just like a super bonus for me to be able to have that be an additional part of Beer Gang. Um, and in general, I just love that with the platform that Beer Gang is creating, we have this fun palette to be able to try new ideas for how to make the industry better, particularly for small breweries. Yeah. And we're trying new things, and some of them work, and some of them don't, and then we go back and we try again. But we're, we've been willing to be think, to think outside the box, put ourselves out there, and really rethink many things that have been done the same way for not just a few years, but for decades. Yeah. And I think that willingness to experiment and think um, as much outside the box as we are allowed to think is where the industry really needs to go. And I'm just uh, thankful to be part of that sort of push into the future. Yeah. I love that. And, you know, I always tend to kind of take the position of the beer consumer. So, this what you guys are building gets me excited as a consumer to be able to see more of my favorite breweries a divert more diverse selection of small local producers in my local beer bars and restaurants um than i ever have before it's i think that's a wonderful cause that i can 100 percent get behind is there something that you know the beer consumer the beer drinker that's listening to this uh, is there anything they can do to kind of support your guys's cause? No, I, well, I, I would say the number one thing that you can do, which I think most of the most avid beer drinkers out there probably already do, but it uh, just just to to um, to accentuate it mm-hmm. is to know where your beer comes from. Yeah, where does your beer come from? Know your brewery, know your bar, know uh, how your beer gets to the tap, how your beer gets to the can. Just like be knowledgeable about the sort of ecosystem of the business that you're supporting and and support local and support local yeah. within that's, that. That's it the can answer. Be, to that. It can be easier to be distracted, but I think supporting local independent breweries and all the other independent businesses that support those businesses along the chain is what, as the consumer, like you have the power to do, and that allows those other businesses to succeed and thrive and give you more access to fun uh, new things to try and appreciate. 
And uh, speaking of local, I feel like we should give one more shout out to Lawless for hosting us. Yes, Uh, good call. They've been awesome in letting us uh, take over their upstairs to do this recording. Uh, Lawless is in North Hollywood. If you don't know about them, they're a logger powerhouse. We love working with them. They'll also be at the festival. Um, they're a great spot. Go check them out. Yeah, I mean, Lawless, uh, I feel and like a little bit of a sleeper. greeted by a really fun yeah. dog. You <laughs> yeah. come here it's because true, you, will, you will be greeted immediately. They by just celebrated the one year, right? Yeah, yeah they just, just had their one year. Just celebrated one year. These guys are a sleeper, killing it right out of the gate and just continuing to get better. So thank you, Lawless, for hosting us. Uh, I think you summed it up. Support local. Our motto is drink local. So, you know, if you're listening to this, you already know what to do. Uh, guys, thanks. This yeah. was fun. This was fun. Cruise and Cruise, May 21st. Cheers. See you there. All right, that does it for this episode of Hop Talk. I had a blast chatting with fellow beer nerds and local beer startup founders, Kurt and Kyle. It was one of those interviews where we met for the very first time. We sat down immediately for the podcast. We ended up having a great conversation and we ended all being new friends. I'm super stoked to hear everything that they're up to. And I'm just really excited to see where they continue to take Beer Gang. I know they have some really exciting stuff coming our way. So just keep on the lookout for that. Once again, Brews and Cruise Beer Festival, Saturday, May 21st, 14 Cannons in Westlake Village. It's going to be a fucking blast. So grab your tickets today, $5 off with the promo code HOPT, hopt.com slash brews cruise. Do you have a suggestion for a future guest? Hit us up on social media at HoppedLA or shoot us an email at hello at hopped.com. Make sure to subscribe wherever you're listening to podcasts and sign up for our free email newsletter where we send out all the latest beer news, releases, events, guides, videos, articles, giveaways, and more right to your inbox each week. Go to hopped.com slash subscribe and get on that newsletter. All right. That's all I got. I'll see you guys next time. Cheers.